0: The following program is intended for mature audiences.
1: Welcome to the podcast. This is Rudy's Revelation. Sunday, September 19th, 2021. This week I'll be talking about traditionalism and how it's not conservatism or republicanism, but the opposite of progressivism, not liberalism. We'll also be talking back to the Sunday Talking Heads on CBS Face the Nation, where National Institute of Health Director, Dr. Francis Collins, talks about the rush for boosters and the rush to vaccinate children as young as three this fall. We'll also be checking out Sunday Morning Propaganda at our favorite feel-good feature news program, CBS Sunday Morning. Correspondent Tracy Smith picks up actor James Brolin, the narrator of the new Netflix sci-fi series Sweet Tooth that details the breeding of animal-human hybrids in a post-apocalyptic world. Also report by Mo Rocca who helps Anderson Cooper soften his history of wealth and privilege. Correspondent, Ted Koppel, visits Mount Airy, North Carolina, a community that was the inspiration for Mayberry in The Andy Griffith Show to find out why so many are nostalgic for the show and also in an attempt to smear conservatives, southerners, and the 50-year-old show as racist. Also be tearing into the Sunday New York Times Showing how the newspaper continually mischaracterizes the facts to mislead the public. And I'll go over the weekend headlines on the next 30 minutes. But first I'll be taking you back to school. Giving you some historical context to frame this week's news narratives. The word of the day is traditionalism.
2: Definition of traditionalism 1. Adherence to the doctrines or practices of a tradition 2. The beliefs of those opposed to modernism, liberalism, or radicalism.
1: Merriam-Webster has here number 2. The beliefs of those opposed to modernism, liberalism, or radicalism. Actually, traditionalism, the antonym for traditionalism is progressivism and they don't even have it in their definition here because here on Wiktionary, traditionalism, traditionalism, countable, uncountable, plural traditionalisms, the adherence to traditional views or practices, especially with regard to cultural or religious matters, the continuation of theological rituals on the basis that the ritual has always been completed rather than the ritual being a manifestation of theology. Number three, a philosophical system which makes tradition the supreme criterion and the rule of certitude, the doctrine that human reason is of itself radically unable to know that with certainty any truth or at least the fundamental truths of the metaphysical, moral, and religious order. Traditionalism from Wikipedia, traditionalism is the adherence of to the traditional beliefs or practices, and we're going to look into here the traditionalist school. The traditionalist school or perennialist school is a group of 20th and 21st century thinkers who believe in the existence of the perennial wisdom or perennial philosophy. Primordial and universal truths with form the source for and are shaped by all major world religions. From the imaginative conservative, a brief summary of traditionalism. Traditionalism fundamentally rejects the Whig interpretation of history, namely that mankind lived for an age upon age in superstitious ignorance, which through the dawning light of reason he emerged about the Renaissance and continuous upward trend to even greater liberty and understanding. The traditionalists would say that there would be nothing strange in reading medieval thinkers and judging that they were actually correct and their successors in so-called Enlightenment were wrong. From the new advent, traditionalism, a philosophical system which makes tradition the supreme criterion and the rule of certitude. According to traditionalism, human reason is of itself radically unable to know with any certainty any truth or at least the fundamental truths of the metaphysical, moral, and religious order. Hence our first act of knowledge must be the act of faith based on authority of revelation. The revelation is transmitted to us through society and its truth is guaranteed by tradition or the general consent of mankind, such as the philosophical system maintained chiefly in its absolute form from the new statesman. The rise of the traditionalist, how a mystical doctrine is reshaping the right. Now, this is from October 8th, 2020, in this article by Benjamin Teitelbaum. Steve Bannon's Russia's Alexander Dugan and Brazil's Alvo del Cajaro are united by their affinity with a spiritual movement that fundamentally rejects modernity. Bannon is often characterized as a nationalist and a populist, but few realize that he's also affiliated with a much more obscure movement, one stranger, one radical than right-wing populism, and the one whose cause is greater than even a single election, greater in fact than politics. Now, we talked before about the traditionalist school, perennialism. According to the members of traditionalist school, also known as perennialist school, there are primordial and universal metaphysical truths which are at the foundations of all major world religions. The perspective of these authors is often referred to as philosophia perennis, perennial philosophy, which is both absolute truth and infinite presence. Absolute truth is the perennial wisdom that stands as the transcendent source of all intrinsically orthodox religions of humankind.
0: Less than 3% of you people read books!
1: Our reading recommendations of the week are traditionalism, religion in the light of the perennial philosophy. In this, the first wide-ranging study of the traditionalist or perennialist school of the 20th century thinkers, the author discusses the vital significance of their writings for the contemporary world, particularly in a relation to the convergence of religious traditions, and destructive impact of modernity. We have another reading recommendation against the modern world, traditionalism, and the secret intellectual history of the 20th century. The first history of traditionalism, an important yet surprisingly little-known 20th century anti-modern movement, comprising a number of often secret but sometimes influential religious groups in the West and in the Islamic world, It affected mainstream and radical politics in Europe and the development of the religious studies in the United States. In the 19th century, at a time when progressive intellectuals had lost faith in Christianity's ability to deliver religious and spiritual truth, the West discovered non-Western religious writings from these beginning to grew traditionalism emerging from the occultist milieu of late 19th century France, and fed by the widespread loss of faith and progress of the fall of World War I. The French writer René Guenon rejected modernity as dark age and sought to reconstruct the perennial philosophy, the central religious truths behind all the major world religions, largely on the basis of reading Hindu religious texts. Breaking headlines of last week. Federal judge blocks forced vaccination for medical personnel in New York. All right, this is from Megan Fox, September 15th. Several litigants, including doctors, nurses, claim the First Amendment rights were violated by vaccine mandate. Several litigants, including doctors, nurses, claimed their First Amendment rights were violated by a vaccine mandate, which does not allow for religious exemptions. For the last seven weeks, New York radio talk show host Shannon Joy had been rallying the medical community in Rochester, and huge groups of health professionals have been marching outside the University of Rochester Medical Center every week. Speaking out against why they say medical tyranny is a form of vaccine mandates. From CNBC, Powell, and this is the Fed chair, Jerome Powell, orders ethics review after Fed presidents disclose multimillion-dollar investments. So the board of directors at the Federal Reserve Bank, they have been found out to have a conflict of interest investments, uh, multimillion-dollar investments, um, that they're benefiting from their decisions at the Ford. Uh, here, Here's the headline. This is an article by Thomas Frank. Federal Reserve Jer- Chairman Jerome Powell directed staff to review the central bank's ethics rules after several Fed presidents disclosed large investments in stock trades. News of Powell's inquiry broke after w- S- Elizabeth Warren sent 12 letters to the Fed's regional bank presidents demanding stricter ethics around bu- stock buying. Dallas uh, documents revealed that Dallas Fed President Robert Kaplan traded Apple, Amazon, and Delta Airline stocks in twenty twenty. From AP News, Millie calls to China were perfectly within his s- scope of his job, as a treasonous trader, of course. From the Wall Street Journal, and the Wall Street Journal has been doing several Facebook stories. Here's one of them how Facebook hobbled Mark Zuckerberg's bid to get America vaccinated. Company documents show anti vaccine activists undermine the CEO's ambition to support the rollout by flooding the site and using Facebook's own tools to sow doubt about the COVID 19 vaccine. Well, even the people in the FDA are having reservations about this vaccine. We are not actually going to say what we do publicly. This is another article. Facebook routinely makes exceptions for powerful actors. The problem is pervasive, touching almost every area of the company. Facebook says its rules apply to all. Company documents reveal a secret elite that's exempt. A program known as XCheck has given millions of celebrities, politicians, and other high-profile users special treatment, a privilege many abuse. This is an article by Jeff Horowitz from the 13th. Now, basically, it's a double standard, and we see this in society, especially society ruled by elite because they want everything to be exclusive, and then for the masses, they get socialism. From the Wall Street Journal, Biden administration sends more agents to Texas Bridge to move Haitian migrants. Officials plan to start flying migrants back to Haiti. We will see. Nothing has happened yet, apparently. And now a caravan of Haitian migrants is head, is actually diverted from Del, going towards Del Rio to go towards McAllen, Texas. So that's about... Um, another five days of of walking for them to get there. From the Los Angeles Times, on the front lines of the U.S. homicide epidemic, Milwaukee faces historic violence. Now, we don't have to go, uh, this is from the 19th, um, from Curtis Lee, and we don't have to go into that article anymore to know that uh, violence is on the rise because as soon as you stop backing your law enforcement, uh, which your tax dollars pay for, um, you're going to have problems. From Mediaite, pro rider Justice for Six rally draws dozens of attendees, hundreds of cameras. So basically, people heeded the call to avoid this protest because it looked like it was a setup. Apparently, agents were peppered within the crowd. Uh, federal agents um, and law enforcement were, you know, undercover in the crowd posing as Trump supporters. Most of the people stayed away because not that they were afraid But we've all been warned that this could have turned into something very nasty. From Axios, Hong Kong holds first Patriots-only elections. This is from the 19th. Now, we know that um, Hong Kong was taken over by communist China. And one of the reasons we suspect that the virus was released was to dampen the protests in Hong Kong against Chinese rule. And then the Chinese just took it over. So Hong Kong's elections to choose the city's election committee members opened to a select group of voters on Sunday under new Patriots law system imposed by the China Chinese government. All candidates running uh, to be members of the Electoral College have been vetted by Beijing. They will go on to choose Asian financial hub leader next, approved by Chinese government and some of its legislator. Beijing lawmakers passed a law in May to ensure only patriotic figures can run for positions of power. What do you think? Uh, let's come in here, folks. Okay, this is from Bloomberg. Picking embryos with the best health odds sparks new DNA debate. So here, here's a little bit of news for some of you neo-Luddites or traditionalists. So this woman appears to be the first child. This uh, Aurea appears to be the first child born after a new type of DNA testing that gave her a uh, polygenic risk score. It's based on multiple common gene variations that could each have tiny effects. Together, they create higher or lower odds for many common diseases. Her parents underwent fertility treatments in 2019. They turned to a young company called Genomic Prediction and picked the embryo given the best genetic odds of avoiding heart disease, diabetes, and cancer in adulthood. The first of its kind, designer babies. From the New York Post, Times Square stormed by anti-vaxxers protesting in New York. Hundreds of anti-vaxxers flooded Times Square for a polarizing protest on Saturday that should be like in other countries that should be thousands. Federal workers can be fired for refusing vaccination. This is from the Washington Post, but must show up to work until their cases are determined. Yeah, well, that's what the cases are going down and the restrictions are going up. From Bloomberg Quint, world's wealthiest families gained $312 billion over the past year. Now, do you figure it out? Who's qui bono? Who benefits? I mean, people have to wake up here. Wake up! Wake up! From Reuters, Australian, Australian police clash with anti-lockdown protesters arrest nearly 270. Well, if they arrested 270, there must have been thousands unsanctioned anti-lockdown rallies, and several police officers were injured. About 700 people managed to gather in parts of Melbourne as 2,000 officers made the city center virtually a no-go zone, setting up checkpoints and barricades. It's it's virtually martial law. New York Post, CIA warned of kids near target of Kabul drone strike with seconds to spare. So people don't know the drone strike that they said killed ISIS-K, whatever that is. It actually killed um, children and an aid worker. Good job, Joe. Next, we're going to tear into the New York Times. First story up. Sparse right-wing protest of January 6th arrest draws huge police response. Organizers of the state police response had dampened turnout for the Justice for Six rally, which serves as a platform for pro-Trump politicians seeking House seats next year. Um, that's not what it was. This, Of course, by Jonathan Wiseman and Matt Rosenberg. Fewer than a 100 right-wing protesters sharply outnumbered by an overwhelming police presence and even by reporters gathered at the foot of the Capitol on Saturday to denounce what they called mistreatment of political prisoners who had stormed the building on January 6th. So if people don't know, this was a rally to support those who were arrested and held indefinitely for things like trespassing during your, the January 6th riot at the Capitol, the peaceful Gathering was the first significant right-wing protest. You know, that's what I, I mean when I say the New York Times characterizes. Um, well, how would you characterize it as right-wing, and please define right-wing? Every time they use right-wing, they should define what they mean by that. Even as organizers lamented the sparse turnout, everybody was told to stay away and it was full of provocateurs and agents within the crowd. Biden administration to deport Haitians in South Texas. The U.S. will begin flying migrants back to Haiti and other countries on Sunday, as President Biden suggests to manage an immigration system already buckling under record migration. You think? Um, Nothing has happened yet with these migrants, and like I I said previously, that there's another caravan uh, approaching McAllen, Texas. This is an article by Eileen Sullivan and Miriam Jordan. The Biden administration announced on Saturday it would swiftly begin deporting Haitians who have arrived there. Escalating crisis. So now it's a crisis. I thought it wasn't a crisis. The migrants are overwhelming the South Texas town of Del Rio and adding even more strain to an immigration system already buckling under record immigration. I don't have to go any further. Hong Kong forces Tiananmen Vigil Group to delete online presence. The deletions were the most ho- high-profile instance of internet censorship under the national security law. In this article by Vivian Wang, Hong Kong police have forced one of the city's best-known activist group to scrub its online presence in the latest sign of how officials may use a powerful national security law to restrict online speech and impose mainland Chinese-style Internet censorship. It already has. The group the Hong Kong Alliance, in support of patriotic democratic movements of China, has for decades organized annual vigils to commemorate the um, Tiananmen Square massacre in 1989. Why is this surprising anybody? Um, I don't know. And nobody's even paying attention and that this what really was the catalyst uh, for the release of the bioweapon, more than Trump. But to get out Trump, that was an added like little bonus. They shun COVID vaccines but embraced antibody treatment championed by doctors on conservative radio hosts alike. Monoclonal antibodies for COVID are in high demand, even from those who don't want a vaccine. Of course, and so this article goes in to saying how uh, people that are refusing the vaccine have found um, an alternative treatment in the monoclonal antibodies, Regeneron. The answer is monoclonal antibodies, a year-old laboratory-created drug. It's white blood cells from mice, no less experimental than the vaccine, but it's biological and not uh, genetic. See, if if you have a alternative treatment, then you can't Give emergency authorization to vaccine research. Okay, so in a review, um, uh, the piece we're sticking as the op ed piece, the lives lost to under vaccination. And of course, they have these graphs um, that don't tell you anything except the COVID deaths going up. The COVID vaccine saved lives. That's debatable. Unlike much of the world, the United States have an. Overabundant supply, and yet many areas and groups of people in the United States are under vaccinated. This has led to preventable deaths throughout the country. This is just an untrue lead by Emma Pearson, Jaylene Gerardin, and Nathaniel Lash. It took three people to write this. The actual reality is how come there's no, how come deaths aren't spiraling in Africa? No one's taking the vaccine because most of those people are on anti parasitic drugs for malaria and such. And the anti-parasitic drugs prevent disease. All right, first up with the talking heads is the Department of Health Director, excuse me, National Institutes of Health Director, Dr. France Collins, who talks about the rush for boosters and the rush to vaccinate children as young as three. Let's listen.
2: We're in the midst of a Delta surge. Uh, It is not a safe place.
3: People like me who live with unvaccinated children, does that put me in a high-risk category?
2: Yes, you are a circumstance with younger kids who can't be immunized, where it is more likely that you could be
3: exposed in somebody who's living alone. We'll watch for that. Give me a third dose of Pfizer. No!
2: So we are right in the middle uh, of those trials to see, can you mix and match any one of the three that have emergency use authorization? Can you start with one and boost with the others? Right now, we don't have the answer. What? People shouldn't be rushing out right now and getting a booster before it's actually gone through this process. A fair number of people seem to be doing that. Hang on, people. You have to be vaccinated. We're seeing more breakthrough cases.
3: We know that next month is the target for a vaccine to 5 and 11-year-olds. What about preschoolers and the very young? When do you expect vaccines for them? No! So the trials on kids under five are still going on. The data won't be submitted to FDA for a bit longer. So I think realistically, we're not going to see approval in that space until very much later this year. I would want to put as precise on it, though. There's so many uncertainties there about FDA's review and what the data looks like. But as you said, kids five to eleven, the data's supposed to come
2: in the end of this month. And FDA will be working 24/7 to go through it. So we all hope that can happen in
3: weeks. Still, po- potentially within this year for the very young.
2: We're in the midst of a delta surge. <laughs>
3: The mark of the beast. Still potentially within this year for the very young.
1: Yeah, that's what they want to do. They want to get as many people injected with a vaccine until all of a sudden the information about damage starts coming out and no one will want vaccines after that. So they have to make sure that everybody gets it now. It's an attack. So next up, we got Tracy Smith with uh, actor James Brolin as they push this Animal-human hybrid story on Netflix
2: Actor James Brolin is still going strong. He's in conversation with our Tracy Smith. Me, yeah, I just
0: work here <laughs>
4: <laughs> Are you a doctor
2: and you might say this is his
3: other job
1: something extraordinary
3: Sweet Tooth is the Netflix series about a post-apocalyptic world of hybrid animal people and a terrifying pandemic. What? Rolin is the show's narrator, a calmly there, reassuring voice when everything seems to be going to hell, right. but it took him a while to get it right.
0: You. The Kali Wobbles.
3: The Kali Wobbles? Yeah,
0: yeah, just not sure I like these people. I'm not sure if I should have taken this job. Uh, where are we? It's all too real. And talk about real, along with Sweet Tooth... Not sure I like these
3: people. ...post-apocalyptic world of hybrid animal people and a terrifying pandemic.
0: It's all too real. That's not funny!
1: Yeah, it is all too real. People didn't realize that the Democrats just voted for a bill, or, excuse me, voted against a bill that would ban human-animal hybrid experiments. Why would the Democrats... uh? vote down such a bill. Strange, it's all too real. Next up, we got Mo Rocca, um, who tries to soften the history of Anderson Cooper coming from one of the richest families uh, the United States ever produced, and he always comes across as affable in every guy. Uh, he's not an every guy. He admits right here that his family genetics and his family lifestyle has probably passed down pathology to him. <laughs>
2: You know him from television, but Anderson Cooper is also an author.
0: What?
4: Maybe
2: he was a psychopath? A family with a name once synonymous with the word wealth. Cooper's mother was Gloria Vanderbilt, where the Vanderbilt name was synonymous with enormous wealth and privilege. The Vanderbilts came to the New World from Holland in the 17th century, Then came Cornelius, a.k.a. the Commodore.
4: So Commodore Vanderbilt was a really extraordinary person. He built an empire of steamships. And steamships were basically just
2: the first chapter of his career.
4: Right. Well, that's what's so crazy is he built two massive empires. You described
2: him as avaricious and pitiless.
4: Maybe he was a psychopath. Which then I came away, after doing a lot of research on I was like, you know that's a little harsh. Like, who can say really, I mean, who it's knows hard. what's in someone's mind. Right. Maybe he was a psychopath. But he himself said he did have a, a mania for money, and other people have described it as a pathology, and I, I, I do think it was. It was his sole
2: reason for being. When the Commodore died in 1877, he'd amassed $100 million.
4: He had more money than the U.S. Treasury.
2: One out of every $20 in circulation belonged to the Vanderbilts. By 1885, the Commodore's son William Henry managed to more than double the family coffers to about $230 million, close to $6.5 billion in today's dollars. This generation of wealthy Vanderbilts spent lavishly on mansions that dotted Manhattan's Fifth Avenue, and palatial summer cottages in Newport, Rhode Island. Pop quiz, what was the Vanderbilt family's least favorite constitutional amendment? (laughs) But the Vanderbilt spending habits continued unabated.
4: I view the money as a kind of a a pathology that infected subsequent generations, because I think that they all grew up with this idea that there would always be money there. They're the upper strata.
2: Gloria Vanderbilt did make her own fortune with those genes.
4: It's an honest view, I think, at this uh, remarkable family, which remarkable in good ways and and also bad. Uh, A pathology that infected subsequent generations.
2: The 16th Amendment to the Constitution ushered in the federal income tax in 1913. The state and inheritance taxes soon followed. What?
1: It was the, those people who put in the federal income tax. It was the rich people. It was the people at Jekyll Island. It wasn't poor everyday people. Let's get it straight. Okay, uh, the last segment up is Ted Koppel calling the Andy Griffith show and the people who like it racist.
2: Who hasn't waxed nostalgic about the good old days?
0: That tall, amiable sheriff and his little boy Opie heading to a fishing hole on the outskirts of Maybury, North Carolina, were actually strolling along a back lot in Culver City, California. We, the Negro citizens of Dallas County, are marching today from Selma to Montgomery. Those events never intruded inside Maybury's imaginary town limits. And as Randy Collins of the Chamber of Commerce acknowledges, African-Americans were all but invisible on the Andy Griffith show.
2: There were very few speaking parts. One. Okay, Opie, take over quarterback position. There were people of color in the crowds, but you have to look
1: closely.
0: If I wave the political thermometer across the forehead of Mount Airy, do people here believe that that, uh, Joe Biden is the legitimate president?
2: That's a good question. Former president had a lot of support here. If you took a poll, that would probably not lean in our current president's favor.
0: If I wave the political thermometer across the forehead of Mount Airy, right? do people here believe that, that uh, Joe Biden is the legitimate president? Now, I, I know you came here to have a good time and not to talk politics, but let me just ask you as a matter of curiosity, How many of you think we had a fair election? No way. I saw two hands go up, so (laughs) is it fair to say the rest of you think that it was not a fair election? No, it wasn't. I I don't think it was at all. Was it a fair election? By no means. Because? I think there was a lot of voter fraud. It's not been proven. There have been people that's voted. It's been dead 15 years. I think it's more the mail-in ballots. I don't know how much of those that were duplicated, the whole bit. Look how many voted for that. One question. It's a serious question, and I know you all will take it seriously. Tell me what you think happened on January 6th at Congress. They showed truckloads of
2: people that they were bringing in for this.
3: We don't even watch news on TV we don't, we, know. A we don't feel like that we're being told the truth. You know? Mm -hmm. And we find our truth in other ways, and I won't say what those other ways are, but I feel like we're not being told the truth because we're trying to be swayed in a direction that we know is not the right direction.
0: Evil, coming to CBS this fall. I won't be offended. I've been a journalist all my life. When President Trump talked about The press being the enemy of the people. They are. are. And I love love President Trump. I love that man. It's a fair election. I am 100% on board. But if I
2: see tens of thousands of ballots being manipulated, I can't go along with that. I just hope when this airs, it won't show Southerners as a bunch of dumb idiots. We don't care what color you are. We don't even care what your politics are. We just want to be good neighbors, and treat everybody alike. And that's why they're coming here. That's That's
1: what America should be. That's what America should be. (laughs) We have a lot of love in our hearts. We love our country. We love our fellow man. And if the rest of the country felt like that,
2: it would be a better place.
1: Amen. I'm going to leave you with that. Ted Koppel trying to portray Southerners as Racist, no good Republicans. What a shame. Alright, that's it for me. I'll see you next week. Rudy's Revelation. Check me out. Twitter and Facebook. Minds. I'm back on Parlor.